And they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. Hello, ladies. What's going on? Hello, hello. I am Olivia. And I am Rachel. And we are your podcast hosts that sound the same, and we have learned this, and we would like to address this <laughs> as we begin this episode. <laughs> yeah, we just, um, we think it's hilarious that um, we went back and, like, listened to some of our last episodes and specifically like the last one we did this funny intro where i rachel said like hi i'm olivia and then olivia said hi i'm rachel and we were like oh no <laughs> like nobody got that joke because it we was a joke exactly the same what a bummer so we did put a poll on our instagram <laughs> and i I, th- I the thing that i noticed is the people who actually know us like really well those were the ones that were like, no, I can tell your voices apart. But otherwise, and our friends who we don't know as well, they were like, you sound the same. Yeah. So if you're ever confused, we just want to clarify there are two people on this podcast. It's not just one of us sitting and talking to a mirror and bouncing <laughs> off ideas off of themselves. Seriously. So, anyways. Okay. Olivia, I have to be really honest with you. Mm-hmm. I am, like, equally terrified and, like, totally psyched about this episode that, that we're about to record. I could not have similar feelings. <laughs> we, we are very excited for today's episode, ladies, but we are also feeling like we are in the trenches with you as we discuss yeah. this topic. Yeah. So before we, like, dive right in, Olivia, I have a fun question for you today. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Okay, what is your most awkward date or dating experience that you've had? Oh, goodness. Well, let me be honest here. (laughs) I don't have much dating experience, period. I have been on one date, maybe two, maybe. Yeah, it's unclear. (laughs) Well, it's like, it was a date, but I have removed this person from my memory. Okay, intentionally but <laughs> it's fine fair enough it's fine but so if you also don't have much dating experience you're not alone welcome i'm in my 20s now and yeah yeah so you're not behind um amen but <laughs> this is a really funny one from middle school that i just i think is hilarious i so i switched schools in middle school like i went from 6th grade straight to 8th grade I skipped seventh grade, and when I did that, during my eighth grade year, I was at two different schools. It was Crazy. it was a time. Miss Olivia is a is a youngster. If you guys didn't know, that. I'm a youngster. But so I'm at this second school for the second half of eighth grade, and this boy who's who was quite awkward, 
I'm so sorry, but he we were like playing like Foursquare outside, cute. you know, as you do. That's a yeah, that's and really cute. That's a meat cute. No. And he comes up to me and he goes, "Do you want to come watch me play baseball this weekend?" And I was like, "No. I think I'm good and also like I can't drive. Like I'm like 12 and I don't think my parents are going to want to take me." And he goes, well, well, no, he went away, and then he came back, and he was like, what about you came with my parents to watch me play baseball? That's a really cute date. And I said... You and him, plus his parents. I said, no, thanks. Well, he wouldn't even be there. He'd be playing the baseball. Yeah, just you and Me and the parents. parents. So, that's... That was awkward. Yeah, I think I... That is awkward. I think he gave three different options of, like, what to do, and I think he I let really, him down every time. He really tried to pursue you. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Poor guy. Rachel, what's your <laughs> awkward... Do you uh, have any awkward stories? Man. Like, two... We don't have enough time. No, we really don't. <laughs> the amount of awkward stories that um, I have. But I think... Hmm... <laughs> Which one are we going to go with? Okay. Ooh. I think probably, like, what I've always said is, like, my most awkward date was um, I was, like, in college. It was early on in college. And to be honest, like, I probably just, like, wasn't ready to date, even though, like, I wanted to date. Mm. But, like, I just had more growing to do with the Lord. Like, it just wasn't my time yet for, like, seriously dating. Um, but there was a guy that, like, I thought was cute. I had my eye on, you know, whatever. And um, started, like, talking to some of the older girls that I knew. And um, all of that ended up turning into, like, a double date with, like, this older girl that I knew. Um, The guy she was dating at the time who was, like, good friends with this other guy. Classic. And, yes. And so I was, like, psyched. But also, like, stressed. Because it was really, like, my first, like somebody like used the term date for it um Mm. and like um that was just like stressful to me so anyways I was so this guy let me just first say like so sweet so nice like totally like a man of darling man but um together we were so awkward (laughs) so awkward good good yeah so we we went on we had like a double date that ended up in Hobby Lobby and it totally wasn't like this guy's fault it was like the friends that we were with and I think they were like trying to give us like alone time to like talk so a long romantic walk down the aisles of Hobby Lobby (laughs) was the way to go yeah and and we like get in there and like we're just both awkward and like uncomfortable there's just not much chemistry Mm -hmm. um not like our personalities just didn't go well together like he awesome guy but it just wasn't right (laughs) um and so yeah he like grabbed a cart (laughs) when we walked into Hobby Lobby and I was straight up like what are we doing like do you need a shop or something and so like we literally just him and I we walked down the Hobby Lobby aisles romantic I, I to not say the at least. All. So there was not a second date to that one. But um, anyways, that's probably my like most awkward date story was walking through the the aisles of Hobby Lobby trying to like get to know this dude. I feel like even Target would have been better. Target would have been better because I would have like bought stuff. <laughs> oh no, I need <laughs> snacks for my week. Oh, then the sharpie shop. 
Sharping? The, the buggy <laughs> is put to good use. Yes, the shopping cart? The buggy. <laughs> okay, the buggy. The buggy. There you go. Well, Rachel, why do you think we're talking about our awkward dating stories? That's a really good question, Olivia. Um, and I think it has to do with the fact <laughs> that today we are just going to talk about, like, singleness. And what? Yeah, I know. No way. So, Believe it or not, you guys, despite these awkward date stories that Olivia and I have shared, they didn't work out for us. And Unfortunately. We are both still on the market. Hashtag single and growing. Is, I was, is that what that I don't know. Well, like, were you, that, that was made up on the fly. Maybe, okay. maybe we should start that. Okay, everybody, you can vote in, leave us a review if we should start the hashtag single and growing. Single and growing. People are going to be like, absolutely not. Absolutely go, no. Anyways, so on that, um, we just like want to say that we're here to talk about this um, for a few reasons. One, we've had like many women request that this be a many. topic that, that we address. Um, and also like... For Olivia and I, even though Olivia and I are kind of in different stages of life where we are right now, but we're both sitting in um, singleness currently. And so it's like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like we talk about singleness, but if it comes from somebody who's in a relationship, somebody who's married, like that can, it can be really hard to receive, like talking Mm -hmm. about singleness from uh, women in different stages than us. So Olivia and I are here to be like, listen, girl. We're here with you. We're walking in the, this season mm-hmm. and in these stages with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with that, Olivia, do you want to... Is there anything else that you want to share about, like, where you're at? Um, history mm. of dating? Anything like that? I, I think, yeah, one of the first things I said to you was that comment of, like, usually when I hear women talking about this topic or read books about it it's coming from people who are married or who are dating or who are on the other side of the single journey and so I was like Rachel this could be so cool for us to talk about but um part of my history I think yeah it's hard to be at a college like CCU where Mm -hmm. it seems like there's a lot of these happy couples around and it feels like everyone's getting engaged in spring or they're breaking up in spring um, is is some of what I've seen too but um just this reality of most women are gonna leave CCU single is something Rachel and I have talked about a lot and that's not a bad thing um and I think for a while it's easy it was easy for me in Christian culture to take singleness on as part of my part of my identity And it's not. (laughs) I'm not going to claim that as a label of my identity because I don't think Christ would put that as a label of my identity. Um, And it's just a state of life right now. Um, But also, seeing a lot of beauty in it, I think Rachel and I can both attest to that, seeing the the growth that happens with the Lord and the time in the secret places with the Lord and also the time to pour into others because that's not part of your life right now. Um, which we'll discuss later when we get into some scripture about this, but is it always easy? No. (laughs) Does it suck sometimes? Yes. Yeah. But I think that's why this is going to be a sweet conversation between Rachel and I, because we have present experience with this. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think 
just like jumping off of that, I think the first thing that I want to say, which is not going to make sense when I first say it, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll explain. <laughs> but I, I think like the first step to working towards being content in singleness is to be discontent in your singleness. What? I okay, Rachel didn't tell me this before we started recording. <laughs> Explain. I literally told Olivia, I was like, I want your real and raw reaction. Um, Here it is. I So here's what I think. I think I see a lot of um, women around me or like tendencies in myself to be like, when it is a season of singleness, um, it's just like this weird in between of like, I'm going to pretend like it's, everything's okay. I'm going to act like everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to like... Like, yeah, it sucks, and I feel, like, this pit in my stomach, but I'm just going to, like, keep moving, keep working. I'm going to keep myself busy. Like, like there's a knowledge of, like, yeah, I know that, like, I don't want to be here, and I know that I'm, like, not content with this, but I'm just going to, like, pretend, even with myself and with those closest to me and the Lord, that, like, it, it's okay. Like, Lord, I, mm-hmm. I trust you, you know, and, like, saying those things. And, like, it's beautiful to say that to the Lord, but... I think what I see and what I've experienced is it's a lot easier to come to this place like, I don't know, like, I I think a lot of people think Mm -hmm. of being content in singleness of like, you know what, I didn't even really want that is like Mm -hmm. what it means to be content in singleness. Like trying to convince themselves that like, it's, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's not like I ever had a desire to be in a relationship and I don't sit and watch rom-coms and cry with my bucket of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking from personal experience, (laughs) obviously, but, um, but yeah, I, and I think I see this a lot of where it's just like, okay, like I, who even wants that? I I do this, I do that. Like it's fine. And, mm-hmm. and I think, and what I've experienced, like, as of recent is, like, the first step to being content in singleness is to actually be discontented mm-hmm. in it. And, like, actually feel and allow, like, those emotions um, to be real. Um, and um, mm-hmm. it's scary and, and it's hard to get to a place where, like, really honestly, when we come to a place where we're like, hey, I'm discontent in being single that is like a coming to the Lord and admitting to him like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't trust you right now. Like that, that is what that means. And that's okay. Cause yeah. like, yes, we want to trust the Lord, but the first step to trusting the Lord is admitting that we, we don't mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm. him um, with, with what we are seeing. And so I think like, I just want to encourage like, be discontent in a real way. Hmm. With the Lord, with yourself, and with those who are closest to you. Like, those are the three categories of people. Like, be real with yourself. Like, allow yourself to feel those emotions that it's like, man, I'm really sad about this, and I have a wedding to go to, Hmm. and um, I'm so alone, and, like, nobody else is, everybody else has dates and not me, and, like, like, feel Hmm. that. Like, if you have fears of, like, man, Lord, I'm afraid that I'm never going to get to be a mother. Like, that's a real fear that I have. Mm. Like, instead of this, like, oh, whatever, it's fine. Like, actually bring those things to the Lord because I think, like, um, God is really faithful to meet us there. Um, And the verse that I would point to in this is James 1. Um, Let me find it. I should have opened it. Okay. Um, James 1 um, 
2 through 4, which says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Hmm. And so, like, I think in order to get to this place where we consider it pure joy to face trials of many kind, which we can talk more about, like, what that actually looks like, um, I think you have to come to a place where you, like, admit, like, Mm -hmm. no, this is a trial, and I struggle with this, and it's hard. Yeah. I've even sat with that one a little bit recently, because my sister just got married. I think I mentioned that a couple episodes ago, but watching a lot of love around me and watching a lot of people be super happy and content in the relationships they're in and seeing the fruit of that and um feeling very lonely that's a very raw thing of as of lately but um I'm even looking at my bible in James and I have a little note next to verse two and it says lord what if I don't feel whole like just a question that I have in my bible and then if I look down and like James 1 17 of every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights and or then I have a note next to that and it says completeness and fullness is in you and I think it's like it goes along with what you're saying of first step admitting that discontentment and then finding the contentment in the Lord once you've been honest and once you've been trust like showed your lack of trust you can then find trust in the Lord Um, I don't know and then I I think about the times I've had heartbreak in this life stage and how I had a friend one of our friends remind me she goes Olivia it was if it was a good gift the Lord wouldn't have taken it from you and it's if this isn't a good gift for you right now he's not gonna he's not gonna give you that Um, so it might hurt and things in this season in this stage of life will hurt but it, it does change your perspective if you see the Lord as protecting your heart yeah. throughout the midst of it. Yeah. I, I know it's a cheesy phrase, but I've had people tell me, like, in the season that I'm in of, like, hey, the Lord is either protecting you from something or he's protecting you for something. Mm-hmm. And um, that is just, like, there's, like, peace in that. And there's, there's comfort in that of, like, yeah, the Lord knows what he's doing Um, I feel like too, sometimes in my, like when I get to this place where I'm real and raw with the Lord, which is a really beautiful place to be like, Mm -hmm. I think that's where healing starts is to get to that, that real and raw place with the Lord. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I'm like, Lord, why do they get that gift? But I don't, why Mm -hmm. is this person like this? And, And like, they get the life that that I want and like, I don't. Mm -hmm. And I think it's in those moments that the Lord reveals to me, like, hey, what is your idea of a good life? And what is like the most important thing in your life? Because I think Mm -hmm. it's really easy for us to make it like, hey, the most important thing in my life is going to be like a family one day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's a beautiful goal to have to like Mm -hmm. raise a family um, and raise kids to know the Lord and build a marriage on, on God. Like those are really beautiful things. But if that's our only idea of what a good life looks like, then we are, man, we are putting our very creative God into a very small box Hmm. to say like, hey, if this is the only way that my life is going to look good, that my life is going to like be, um, like this is the only way I can flourish, then that's like really putting 
God in a box and, and forcing our own expectations onto like what life should be. Um, and so mm-hmm. even as we're starting this conversation, we're going to dive more into scripture, but I think it's really important that we reframe our mind that the most important thing in this life, like why we are here on this earth is to know God and mm-hmm. to bring glory to him. Yeah. Like that is the purpose of being here. And I think singleness is one of those things that can be really hard to like see that in it. Mm-hmm. But what I've experienced is like, what if we took every experience in our life and said like, God allowed that to happen or God gave that to me, not because he's mad at me, not because of this, not because of that, like, but because everything ultimately has the goal of pointing us back to him mm-hmm. and pointing us back to like knowing him. And uh, there's this song that I love. Um, it's by a group called Carrollton. Probably nobody nobody like knows them. I don't know them. Anyways, <laughs> the song is called Leaning In. And um, the like chorus, it says, If this is what it takes to bring me closer to your side and see you more clearly, if this is what it takes to wake my heart and stir my soul to love you more deeply... I won't turn away if this is what it takes, then Mm. I'm leaning in. And I just wonder, like, what would happen if we reframed our thinking from singleness being like, oh, this is, this is hard, this is sad, or even the flip side of the coin, which we will talk about and is a good side of the coin of, like, there are gifts in singleness, Mm -hmm. there are things that you can do, there's, like, um, mission that, like, the Lord places on, um, the hearts of single people that people in marriage and in families might not necessarily get to do. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, there's that aspect of it. But what if even beyond that, we flipped our thinking of like, God is using singleness in my life to get my attention and to point me back to him because Mm -hmm. he is what matters. And if this is how God is, is pointing me to know him and love him and serve him more, then I will lean into that. I will Mm -hmm. not be afraid of singleness. I will praise the Lord that I get to know him because Mm -hmm. ultimately that's the goal and the purpose of our life. That's so good, Rachel. I don't even know if I have anything to add to that. Um, I, what a good God we have. Yeah. Amen. Um, That he uses anything if, if we let him to point us back to him. Yeah. Um, and I'm even thinking back, Rachel gave me the book, Heinz Feet on High Places to yes. read, which if you haven't read it, please go read go it. Go read it. We, we're big fans <laughs> of that book here. But I think about this, the, a girl named Much Afraid takes this journey with the companion Sorrow and Suffering um, to reach the high places with her shepherd. And it's an allegory. So you're like, if you're like, this is weird, guys. <laughs> it, it, yes. But um, <laughs> yes. I Something really sweet that I loved about that book is she had to build altars throughout this book where she she would go through something and her eyes would kind of be taken away from the shepherd and her eyes would be focusing on bitterness or self-pity or these other companions that came along in the journey or, or she would release the hands of her companions and think she could do this in her own strength when she really couldn't. Um, and she would continually build these altars. And um, just as I'm thinking about how singleness is this opportunity to point us to the Lord, to know him more, how anything in our life that causes pain points us back to the Lord. 
I think about resubmitting and retrusting to the Lord throughout the process because I don't think singleness is one of these things where you can just be like, Lord, I, I give this to you, like one and done, and you're and you're perfectly okay yeah. for the rest of your time while <laughs> you're single. Um, I've even found lately, for me, it, just in where I've been, it's had to be an active thing every day to say, Lord, I surrender this to you, and I give my will to you, and I give my desires to you, because knowing you is better than being in a relationship. Yeah. To know Christ is better than having my will accomplished. And that is not a fun thing to come to, um, but it's really freeing at the same time. Yeah. Um, I would just say, like, on the practical side of things, because we're all about practical faith around here. Mm -hmm. Um, You might be sitting here being like, okay, that's great. How do I, like, do this? Mm. Um, And so... Just a couple things that come to mind for me. You can probably tell because I quote like songs all the time. But music is like a really big thing for me in a mm. really um, significant way in my life that I connect with the Lord. And so if you're like me in that, find songs that like bring out those emotions. Find songs mm. that like say the words that you need to say to the Lord. Whether it's coming to that place of like, the real raw brokenness and bringing that before the Lord or the like, okay, Lord, I just want to know you. I just want to trust you. Mm-hmm. Like find songs. If it's not songs, like books, write it, just write it down, like on a piece of paper, read mm-hmm. it to yourself. But just like, I, I think that there's real, there's a lot of power in saying or singing or declaring things before we believe them. Um, mm-hmm. Because if we say it in, and saying that, like, we believe these things, um, there is something that happens in our hearts and in our minds that our thoughts very slowly work towards changing our mm-hmm. heart. And, like, the Lord sees that. The Lord is the one who ultimately changes our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he uses that, like, posture of, like, Lord, I'm not here yet, but I want to be here. Mm. So I'm going to say it until I believe it. I love that. And I also... I like the idea, too, of bringing your community into that battle yeah. with you, of asking your trusted girls. I I like to call my trusted girls my high council. <laughs> and high council. The high council women. And asking them, hey, guys, I need you right now to be, like, reminding me of this thing. Or I need you to be calling out this. Like, when I start to strive in my own will for something or for a relationship or whatever it might look like in this time call me out on it and also like encourage me with these truths that I'm having a hard time believing myself. Yeah, that's great. And also we're going to get into like the more famous passage about (laughs) singleness, but I do just want to say we are obviously uh, taking a break this week from going through Philippians, but we will continue to be going through Philippians. So we'll get to this. So I don't want to like give away too much. Just tease it a little Just a little teaser. Um, but in what Olivia is saying there, uh, talking about being content, but not doing it on our own, mm-hmm. the very famous and very overused, used out of context <laughs> Bible verse from, uh, Philippians is Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through, um, Christ who strengthens me. But if we read that verse in context, um, I will read 
4, 12 through 13. It says, I know how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. And in all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether mm-hmm. well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And so the context of this verse, we like to use it a lot of like, I can do whatever I need to do. I can get Let's things put done. Put it on a Nike shoe, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just do it. Yeah, that's not exactly the context of that <laughs> verse. And obviously we're going to dive deeper into that. But I just want to give that encouragement that the context of what Paul is talking about is like being content we know that he's writing Philippians mm. from jail. He says he's known a lot and he's known a little. And the key in all of it to being content is Christ who mm. strengthens him. And so you're not alone in being content. Being content isn't something that you just strive towards until mm. you make it happen. Yeah. And that's what I think I see the posture of so many women do. And even in my own heart, like we're just like, no, it's fine. I'll just be fine. Mm-hmm. But um, to come to a place, a broken place to say, Lord, I'm discontent with this. Mm-hmm. That's when um, we know in second Corinthians, it says, when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. So when we come to a place where we can be broken about our singleness with the Lord, that's when he does the work to strengthen us. And mm-hmm. he's the one who um, allows us to be content. Mm-hmm. I think too, the, words of my mentor, whose name is also Rachel, (laughs) come to mind. And she would say to me, contentment is wanting what you have, not having what you want. Mm -hmm. And I think we see that in Paul here of I, when I was brought low and when I didn't have much wanting that, what the Lord had provided at that time. And when I have much, when I am in abundance, wanting that, but through it all being like, and I think this is where the joy piece comes in from James. Consider it all joy. Find find the joy in this time. Yeah. What what can you be praising the Lord for? What can you be thanking Him for? What you have in front of you. If if it's more time to pour into your support group, into your friends, into your um, your high council ladies, like consider that joy. Thank you, Lord, that in this time of singleness, I have more time to pour into these people. Yeah. If it's I get to build a greater church community praise the Lord that I get to do that. If I get to focus more on my academics right now, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you that I don't have a clouded mind where I, where I'm worrying about someone else or this relationship with someone. Like I can focus on what you've given me right now. Um, so find the things to be thankful for and the things that you have want them because you have them in front of you. Yeah. Olivia, what are things in your life right now that um, are a gift that you wouldn't necessarily have or wouldn't necessarily be the same if you were not single? Hmm. Oh, you just turned around my whole thing on me. I love (laughs) it. Um, (laughs) I got to think about it, though. Um, Sorry, I put you on the spot. No, I... I even think of this opportunity how that we both have to serve in women's ministry at CCU. I do yeah. not think the the work that I have done, the work that we have done, I don't think I could have been so devoted to this and to taking care of the girls that the Lord has placed in front of me if I was in a relationship. Um, I also don't think that in this time I'd be able to have such sweet time with my family that I'm having this summer. I think I'm getting to grow those relationships with my parents being at home and like even 
last night we got to stay up and watch the Nuggets game. Not stay up. We're not old people watching. <laughs> stay up till 6 p.m. to watch the Nuggets game. Love that. But I, and I get to just go hop on a plane and visit my brother and sister-in-law yeah. this summer. And I, and I get to have this free time of like, my summer is open to me. And it can, and I also think I get to find um, deeper connection with the women that I am ministering to in singleness because I'm in this journey with them. Yeah. So, because sometimes, like like we said earlier, it's hard to hear this advice from people who are in relationships and who seem happy and have it all put together in a nice little package with a bow mm-hmm. on top. But I get to sit with people that come to the garden Bible study during the school year or people who come to events and be like, hey, I'm here too. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what was hard this week or what post you saw on Instagram of your friends getting engaged that hurt. Yeah. Um, so I think those are some things that I'm really thankful for and joyful for. Um, I'm also thankful for the abundance of alone time. I'm a big alone <laughs> time person. Yeah. And I don't think that'd be as much of an opportunity. And so having alone time of recharging with books and um, just going and doing things and running around or me and Rachel podcasting and all, <laughs> all of the things. But Rachel, what are some of the things you're thankful for and finding joy in? Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing, Olivia. I think a few things that stick out to me. First of all, um, yeah, just like an abundance of time, which fluctuates for me based on like work and stuff. But generally, over the past, especially six months, I've just had opportunities to spend maybe like two hours with the Lord every morning, like Mm. that level of depth and intimacy. And like, to be honest, there have been times where it's like I needed that, (laughs) or it's like, I can't do this day if I don't do it with the Lord Mm. first. So, um... Yeah, just having that time, having that flexibility um, from, uh, that's a gift from singleness, also a gift from my work structure that I'm in right now, but definitely something that, like, I get to devote my whole time to the Lord. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking about a boy who texted me, like, good morning or something like that. Like, Mm. my first thought is, like, the Lord, and, Mm. and I get to focus on that. I would also say I have a really cool opportunity later this summer to go on a mission trip that totally came about in a way that was the Lord being like, here's a gift in the midst of singleness, where I was literally like sitting in a meeting with my team at work and jokingly people were like going around the room being like, do you want to go on this mission trip? Do you want to go on this mission trip? And everybody either had families or other commitments and they said like, oh, nope, can't do that. Can't Mm -hmm. do that. I'll have to check with the wife, you know, things like that. And then got to me and it was like, hey, do you want to do this? And no hesitation. I was able to say, yes, I want to go send me in Mm -hmm. a way that's like, I don't have to go check with anyone. I don't have to text anyone to make sure like, hey, is this okay? Are we free on these dates? It was just like, a, no, I'm free to go where the Lord sends me. And mm. like, I'm going to embrace that. And mm. I, I'm going to be really excited about that. That is so sweet. And what, what a privilege we have. So even you, as you're listening, yeah. maybe go take some time, sit at a journal 
or um, have, have a conversation with the Lord. And something that's helpful to me sometimes when I'm having a rough day with singleness or other things, I'll sit in my journal and before I get into my time with the Lord or asking petitions of the Lord, um, writing out five things that I'm grateful for in this day, in this season. So we're all about practical faith here. So yeah, take some time, even as you're listening to this and jot some things down of what you're thankful for if you're in this season. Yeah. And also like while you're doing that in sitting in gratitude, allow that to be a time where you also just sit in the Lord's presence, Mm. like be thankful, but also just like sit in the Lord's presence and be thankful for that. Because Mm. that, I mean, that is a gift to us no matter what season of life we're in that we get like the presence of God Um, and so, yeah, I just want to encourage to don't just like jot down five things and be like, check, 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 but like take time to like sit, sit in it mm-hmm. and sit in the Lord's presence in that. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening into part one of our content in singleness conversation. Olivia and I just decided there was way too much to talk about when it comes to singleness that we uh, would break this conversation up into two parts. So check back this Friday. We will be releasing part two of this conversation. In the meantime, if you love the Garden Podcast, would you let us know? Would you uh, go to whatever platform you're listening to us from, whether that's Apple Music, Spotify, or something else? uh, Leave us a review. Give us some stars (laughs) if you like the Garden Podcast. We would love to see if this podcast is making an impact in your life and what you want us to talk about. We will continue to be going through Philippians throughout the summer, but just like this episode, we're going to take some breaks and talk about some topical things. So if you have a topic that you want Olivia and I to address, please let us know in the reviews. Okay, we love you guys. May the Lord bless you, and we'll talk to you soon.